Grace and peace, family. This is Bishop Wilson, Coach Martin Wilson. Today, I want to bring to you a very special podcast. It is an interview discussion that I had with several of the ministers and leaders that I know. We're discussing my book, The Power of Your Choices, Choosing to Rethink Your Life. I think you're going to enjoy. Stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Welcome to the Intent Podcast with Bishop and Master Life Coach, Martin C. Wilson. In this podcast, Bishop Wilson will help you to remove the mental hindrances that keep you from being the best and most productive version of yourself. Join us now for a broadcast already in progress. One. Grace and peace. This is Bishop Martin Wilson. Welcome to the Intent Podcast. This is a special edition that we're doing tonight, and it's based on a book that I wrote back in 2016 that is entitled, entitled The Power of Your Choices, Choosing to Rethink Your Life. It's a book that I believe God gave me a revelation. It wasn't a big revelation, but it was a big life-changing, you know, uh, uh, revelation for me. And I, I, I put the revelation in the book, but it was I broke it down to simply a quote. And it says, the power to change your destiny for better or for worse is found in the power to make a choice. Now, I, I don't really, I think that we ha, we don't really stop and think about that every moment. And I want us to, as you're on the tonight, I thank you for joining again. Those of you that are just coming in, we are recording. So thank you. Thank you. I don't think that we stop enough and really think about that every moment of your life, your choices are sculpting the next chapter of your existence. Everything that's coming in your life is being sculpted by what you're doing right now. Have you ever stopped? Uh, um, uh, even even you coming tonight, even you stopping in club room tonight. Most people come to clubhouse and and they 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 do it for entertainment. But I, I I'm new to clubhouse, and I promise you, I'm coming on here for the purpose of learning something new, learning something new. So listen, I'm, I'm going to ask Apostle Gilliard to jump in on this first question. And anyone else that wants to jump in, please jump in afterwards. Um, Apostle Gilliard, why is the power of choices, the, cho the power of choices linked to the quality of information you choose to consume? If you'd unmute yourself, sir, come on, talk to us. Uh, grace and peace, uh, grace Apostle. And peace, sir. I am uh, super excited of being on this podcast. So I, I I'm going to ask you at the sound at risk of being redundant to repeat that question because uh, it was power packed. So just repeat it for me so I can give you a proper answer. Why is the power of your choices linked to the quality of the information you choose to consume? They're both directly connected, and the question is why. Um, huh. It's uh, 
they're both directly connected and and you know I, I can only say that it directly impacts um it, it directly impacts a person but it's but a large part of the decisions that we make and the choices that we make is a result of uh, the environment that we are raised in or the or our past experiences why is that important it's so important i mean it's it's, it's critical because it dictates where we're going to go from here where do we go from here where do we go from here what what steps do we take are we are we taking the right steps and with the right choices that we make um even coming on this podcast and i was sharing i was thinking earlier today i shared this earlier today life life simply comes down to 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 uh these two words yes or no choices that we make simply comes down to two words yes or no am i going to come on this podcast yes or no am i going to go into work tomorrow yes or no and so everything everything at the bottom line of all of the choices and decisions that we make comes down to two two words yes or no I'm not sure if I kind of skated That's around that good. question or not, but <laughs> That's good. That's good. Anybody else want to jump in that question? Jump in on that question. Why is the power of our choices so linked to the quality of information that we choose to consume? Anybody else that want to want to put that out there because I know we really don't think about it and the reason that I wanted to put this question because we consume so much of information that really never does us any good. Someone else. Anyone else? Uh, this is Maurice Gonzalez. Hey, Maurice. Uh, Elder. Hey. Minister. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like to, I, I love that question. Uh, uh, so basically, the reason why our choices also impacts what we consume is our choices is also based on what we love. Mm. So my thing is, whatever I choose and love the most, that's what I'm going to consume the most mm, that's good. Of, of that knowledge. So, yes, I, I agree. Yes, it's all our, all, our, all our questions are yes and no. But what I'm going to say yes to the most, the things that I love the most. And so when I say yes to those things, it consume. that's what I'm consuming after. That's, that's the knowledge that I want. That's what I'm having. That's what I'm craving. It's just like if you love sweets. Mm-hmm, you gotta, mm-hmm. you love sweets. Oh, I love sweets. So now I'm, I want to crave everything that's sweet. But what's my best thing that I want to drink? But I have to try every little thing until I find that that necessary sweetness that's really going to consume me and that I'm going to love the most. Wow, that's good. That's good. That is good. And and it's so important that each of us that we really begin to notice what am I consuming? What knowledge am I putting in? that is affecting the choices that I'm making. And I believe that too many of us are really um, outward geared. And so we're, we're wanting what the world wants instead of really finding out what do I really want for myself? What do I really want for myself? And, and the Bible says it like this. It says that the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. Now, now, but the Holy Spirit can't bring back to your remembrance what you haven't put in. And a lot of us are only putting in mess. So then when situations come in our life, we're finding ourselves at a loss because we haven't we haven't taken the advantage of opportunities like this to hear from other people that have wisdom 
and that can share of how I can handle this situation. A lot of us won't even go to other people to get the advice that we need uh, when we're going through something. Elder Shanta, why do you think it is that that a lot of people shy away from asking the right people for advice? I think it may be um, pride. A lot of people um, are very prideful. They feel like they can do it on their own. Or, um, or sometimes it may be um, they were shunned when they were younger at, you know, asking people for help, um, yeah. for embarrassment. You know, what goes on in the house stays in the house. So don't don't you go outside this house. So embarrassment may be the reason why. Wow. Wow. That's good. That's good. And we've got to get, we've got to identify those things in ourselves so that we can get past it because there's, there's such a wealth of knowledge just within the people that are around us. There are things that I may not understand. And I tell you, I'll get on the phone and I'll call Apostle Gilliard in a minute and say, Hey, I need an answer to this question. And we've got to get past that feeling of, and, and I'm sure some of us grew up in homes where asking questions was not a good thing. The answer was simply because I said so. And that's, that's, that, that really hurts us in the long run. Let me ask this question. I'm get some, some uh, people to jump in and, and uh, anyone that wants to answer, you're more than welcome. Why do you think that so many of us as African-Americans failed to see the importance of making the choice to invest in ourselves. Uh, and, and if Apostle Gilliard's on, I know that's a good one for him to jump up. Why is it that we fail? And I won't just say African-Americans, people in general. Why is it that we fail to truly make that um that investment that we need to in ourselves to make ourselves better. Anyone, anyone, someone. Hey, Bishop. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. It's me, Janae. Mm -hmm. Um, Just speaking for myself, I wasn't taught how to invest growing up. That wasn't big in a household, um, in my household. Never taught, never knew how to invest, never knew how to save. All you knew was to go get it, go get it, and make sure your bills were paid. Make sure you had a roof over your head. Make sure your grades and stuff were good. And if you got a job, you was more about fashion, paying what you got to pay, not saving. Right. So right. as an adult now, I'm trying to teach my children something that wasn't taught to me was invest. Mm -hmm. get them a bank account set up early so they can invest their money so that way um they'll leave something behind for their children they can show it to their kids um but also just honestly just money smart financial smartness we're taking a class on it um that's that's something that I want to do different for my kids but growing up in my era in the 89 and the 80s we didn't have that invest what Save what you spent it on drugs, women, men, whatever. Whatever you saw, you spent it on. And then that was it. All we learned how to do was spin, spin, spin instead of save, invest, and things like that. Wow. 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 Can I piggyback yes, on sir. that? Um, yes, sir. Yeah. 
So um, I was in college, and we talked about something like this. Uh, we were talking about how African Americans don't really diverse into themselves or into anything of essence. And the thing that came up was we talked about being ghetto fabulous. Wow. Um, so basically what we were talking about was the social media, like today, social media and everything we see, it teaches us to grab things fast, to get it on the, get a hustle, get on right, your, right. you know, right, you know, everything comes fast, it's moving fast, it's moving fast, but real, and so therefore we just think about spending, spending, spending. Think about when the stimulus check came, how many people really invested the stimulus check? Right. No, the government already knows automatically. If I plug back up, y'all can hear me. Can y'all hear me now? I was, was yeah. just talking away. Yeah, I was just a talking. It's so important, uh, Apostle. Do you have something that you want to that you want to add to that? No, no, no. I was just letting you know that I can hear you. That was some good dialogue that they shared, and it's so, so, so true. Just the mentality of what we were taught, and I and I and I really um, appreciate even. I think it was Janae uh, and even Brother Maurice, uh, Elder Maurice was sharing, you know, a large part of, we, we can't, right, let me qualify my, qualify my words. Uh, we can only go to the extent uh, of what we were taught until we, mm. until we're learning yes. something new. So there was good things that they shared. I really, and I'm it's really so important. That. I, I, I don't know if you heard me say it. I, I was saying it while my mic was unplugged. That there, when when I when my check comes, there's a certain portion that goes into savings. It, it's not for spending. It's not for uh, um, um, Amazon. It is for savings. And not only that, um, there was there was a, a book that I wanted, and uh, this particular book costs seventy nine dollars. And the people that I was around at the time couldn't understand why I would pay $79 for a book. So I had to help them to understand I'm, I'm not buying the book. I'm buying the person's experience. I'm, I'm buying the knowledge that they have. I'm, 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 I'm actually, I'm able to skip a grade, if you will, to get the knowledge that they had to learn by buying this book. And, and that is truly investing in yourself. You've got to invest in yourself. Dick and Taylor and uh, um, um, Trustee Miller, y'all more than welcome to come up and join into this conversation. So important that we learn to invest in ourselves. And, and I know that we don't think about it, but making choices is a God-given ability. It's a God-given ability, and 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 I won't. I, I I I don't think God wants us to be like robots, where we just hear what He says and do what He says without having a choice. With with love, there comes the ability to make choices. With love, there comes the ability to uh, 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 be able to choose what you think is right and what you think is not. So it's so important that we understand. God trusts us enough to give us the power to make a choice. And and, and uh, listen, let me say this, and I'm going to go into our next question. It takes strength to make good decisions. It takes strength to make good decisions. Webster defines strength as having the power to move a weight or uh, uh, um, perform other physical tasks. So let me ask this question, and anybody that wants to answer, you can jump in. 
why, 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 why would I say that making choices takes strength? Why does it take strength to make good decisions? Anyone? Remember to unmute yourself. Don't do like I do and just sit there talking and you're still muted. I can yes. say something to this. I think that uh, yes. so making good choices is, is hard uh, because if you have a goal that you're looking to reach, mm -hmm. if you're trying to accomplish something, you're having to put that in front of yes. watching TV or doing something fun or, you know, um, procrastinating what you really should be doing. And I think it's all about, you know, how purpose driven you are, how goal driven you are in, in how much you are going to develop yourself because you have to be, aware of what you're developing yourself for or have that fire inside of yes. you to develop yourself for something and that takes time in nurturing that space inside of yourself to say hey you know mm -hmm. i was created mm -hmm. with a purpose and a meaning and i'm going to look for that and i'm going to pursue that so the choice, you know, even just being yeah, excellent and living your life with excellence before yes. the Lord, you know, that's a choice that you make. And, you know, it's not, mm -hmm, you know, it's mm -hmm. like the narrow way, you know, it's not the, the wide way. It's the narrow way. That's why he calls it the narrow way. So because it's not for everyone, not everybody wow. is going to do that. And so, you know, that's good. Just that my, is good. my answer. And it's, it is a choice. <laughs> And I love how you said that it's a choice to choose excellence. Any, anyone, I promise you, uh, average is, is overrated. If you want a challenge, you've got to strive towards excellence in every area of your life. Someone else, why do, you, why do, why do we say that it takes strength to make good decisions? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, Bishop, uh... I would say I would say that it takes strength because when you're pursuing a goal, you must yes. understand you have to cut off things, and that's what makes it hard. Is because there might be some things attached to me that mm. I kind of did love, wow. but I got to let it go wow. if I want to go forward. So it takes strength to make the right decision because I have to realize if if I'm changing my mindset, mm -hmm. that means I got to change mm -hmm. my surroundings too. So now the strength is I got to be strong enough that even if I'm by myself, right, I'm still right. going to get it done. That's good. That's good. I, I'm, I've worked on a, um, I, if, you, if you get a chance, please subscribe to my podcast. You can find me on, on Spotify, uh, the Intent Podcast with Bishop Martin Wilson. I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and it talked about, are you in love with the thing that's causing you pain? Because a lot of us, the, as as Miss 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 uh, um, uh, Rock said, it, it's it's hard for us to make that choice because anytime you make a choice to do something, you're also making a choice not to do something else. And if we're secretly in love with the with the opposite of the good thing that we need to do, it's going to be a real challenge. It's going to be a real challenge for us to press ourselves to do what we need to do. Anyone else want to jump on that before we go on? 
Why is it hard? And why do we have to, we have to have strength to make good decisions? Anyone? Hey, yeah, I'm James. here. I would like to say something. What's going on? Um, I'm gonna say a lot of times when we make our choices, we make our choices based on what is reasonable in our lives or what we feel like is the closest mm. goal that we can actually achieve. Now, what that tends to do is it causes us to have a disconnect from what we truly want, and it turns into a more of a compromise. So we're no longer reaching for our highest potential. We're basically settling for what we wow. think we can achieve based on a social status. That's good. That's good. Dr. James, what what would you say is the danger of, and, and, and just paraphrasing what you said, I can break it down to, why is it so dangerous for us to play it safe? Because if you just continue to play it safe, you're going to miss either your true calling or what it is that you're supposed to be doing, and you, you're, you're truly crippling yourself because we really don't know what we're capable of, but if you just limit yourself to the basics, and so, and I want to encourage all of you tonight, stretch yourself, stretch yourself and stop looking at what you feel that you can do and what you think you can do and stretch yourself beyond that. You've got to, you've got to pretty more for more or less go beyond the comfort zone. Elder Shanta, what does that mean to go beyond your comfort zone? What does that mean to go beyond your comfort zone? Mm. Um, it's, um, that's hard to describe. I mean, it's just being uncomfortable is not, um, not settling. I mean, that was kind of self-explanatory to me, just not being comfortable where you are, wanting to grow, wanting yes, something that's better good. for your that's life. Good. You've got to want to, you've got to want to better. You've got to want to better yourself or it, because when you're not willing to, to get to that place where you better yourself, you will become stagnant and you, it's so easy, so easy to become comfortable comfortable with where you at. Now, and I want to encourage you tonight that we cannot remain unconscious of the fact that life is going to constantly demand that you make choices. It's going to constantly demand that you make choices. If you came in before we got started tonight, we're we're teaching out of my book uh, the power of our of your of our choices, choosing to rethink your life. You can find it on Amazon. I wrote this book back in 2016, and I wanted to come and dig some truths out of it tonight because with the pandemic, with it looking like we're going back towards uh, a shutdown, very important that we're making good choices. The choices that you make today are sculpting your tomorrow and in the direction that you're going to be able to go. And life is constantly demanding us to make choices. And I know there may be some people that think that, uh, you know, I really I just like to flow with life. Well, not making a choice is a choice. Not making a choice is a choice. 
And, and you've got to understand that you can't remain asleep. I think Pastor Wilson said it best today. If you're going to be present, be present. If you're going to be there physically, also be there mentally. My next question I want to throw out on the table uh, for anyone that wants to grab it said, what are, what are some of the subtle warning signs that you may be on a path of bad choices? And why is it so easy for some people to continue down the wrong path? Let me out. Let me let me ask Dr. James to to jump on this first, and and some of y'all other people just be thinking about it. Let me read it one more time, Dr. James. I need you to answer this, man. What are some of the subtle? And you, you're not in the deep end yet. What are some of the subtle warning signs that you may be on a path of bad choices? And why is it so easy for people to continue down the wrong path? Ah, good question. I would say that um, some of the subtle things that start to happen would probably be change mm -hmm. in your behavior, probably change in the company that you keep. Um, you might have a shortage, you know, coming in from somewhere. Like with me, with my finances and the company that I kept, it was getting smaller. I wasn't doing what I was normally doing. I was... Uh, going to bed late, waking up late, going to work mm -hmm. late. It was a little thing. Um, for many of you that don't know me, uh, I'm an ex-cocaine uh, user. So when I started making bad choices, it seemed like my decision-making skills right, right. were off. Um, you know, I, I started saying yes to things that I should have been saying no to. I started saying no to the things that were better for me. If that yes. makes sense to anybody, it, you know, and you don't want to be around people that are making good choices mm. because you feel bad. So those are some of the subtle changes. You know, you start to feel bad about the things that you're doing, right? But you don't want right. to stop. That's good. What? Well, let me ask you this: uh, What are some of the signs that you can see now that you ignored? That if you would have uh, been more conscious of those choices that you wouldn't have went as far as you went. What are some of the things yeah, that yeah, I noticed you, you now? notice it now, but it, but it, it, it that you could have seen these subtle uh, warning signs, but you ignored them. What some of the subtle warning signs that you you can look back and say, man, if I would have just noticed that. I wouldn't have went as far as I did. Um, if I could have just foreseen where I was mm. going to end up, you know, I was I, I landed in a hotel for quite a while. Um, I lost my family behind it. You know, I had to do a lot of making up. But if I could have paid attention to their disappointment, wow, the way they good. looked at me. Uh, how they stopped asking me to do certain things because they knew that I was out there drugging it, but they just didn't want to bring it to my attention. Although in the back of my mind, like they know, they know, you know, and, but you still yet continue to go doing what you're doing, trying to be blind to the fact, you know, it's real easy mm. for us to play dumb, you know, when we think that we're getting away with something 
and nobody's really paying attention to us. But that's when they're watching. And if we would just pay attention to other people's reactions to how we do things, and if they look at us cross or you know you're not on top of your game, you'll you pay attention and you can start to change some of the things. But when you enjoy what you're doing, mm, you're not looking for hours. My gosh, that's good. When you love what you're doing, you're not looking for out. And there are some there are some of us on this call, if we be honest, we've been caught in some things that were really hurting us, but we were in love with it. We didn't we didn't make the choice to come out of it uh in time. And if we would come out of it, somebody somebody um on here tonight, and, and I feel this in my spirit, someone Someone share with us, and you don't have to go in depth and into detail about a, a time when your life would be different today if you would have made a different choice yesterday. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, go ahead. I go ahead. Talk, go ahead. Board board. Uh, um, I know with me, uh, if I would have just mm-hmm. kept to my principles. Would have stuck to the principles and the teachings that I know I was getting from my church and from my family. If I would have just held on to the principles, I wouldn't have got caught up in, you know, having a a a out of wedlock. Because to be honest with you, I had a principle that if you ever cheated right, on me, right. I'm done with you. And if I and I, and I had a strong principle on it, I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. Plenty of girlfriends of that principal. And mm-hmm. my daughter's mother cheated on me. But I gave her another chance. And then I gave right, her another right. chance. <laughs> and if I would have just held on, I feel like if I would have just held on to those principles, I wouldn't have been in that situation. Now, I'm not saying yes, that my yes. daughter's not a blessing. My daughter very much is a blessing. But the principle of some of the other stuff that wraps around that and I mean, some mm-hmm, of the other stuff mm-hmm. that came with that and put me in a cycle and a whirlwind of hurt, I could have prevented that hurt if I would have just stand on my principles that I that I stand on firmly for, oh. for so many years. But I let go of those principles trying to make it I found love. Yeah, true yeah. love. That's good. That's good. Someone else. Well, someone else, please share about uh, a choice that, you know, if you would have made a different decision that your life would be different today. Someone, anyone. So, yes, yes I go, ma'am. I go, Bishop. Um, I'm young. So being that I see my life now and the, the good direction is going in now and the crowd I have around me, I would have waited. Mm-hmm. I said my kids is not a blessing. I would have waited until it was my time to have kids, until it was really mm-hmm. meant for mm-hmm. me to have children. Um, I have a good crowd around me. I'm not in the streets no more. I have more positive people around me. Encouragement is the biggest thing that's been that's been around me now. So having that encouragement and I'm able to raise my children the yes. correct way now versus hothead living in the street, doing this and doing that, and they're they're watching me and think it's okay. Like I love the way I'm in right now. Yes, I'm gonna have some bumps in the road, but I have that encouragement from you guys and from everybody to keep going and not giving up. I can just look at my husband and I got your That's back. Good. We're gonna do this together, regardless. 
my kids they do the same thing mom what you need help on well, we're gonna help you we're gonna do a study group we're gonna do something well, how can we help you do we gotta wow, get a job this that to the third no that i have that encouragement and my kids are young my kids is 14 13 and 10 and they're ready they see that they see the struggle yes but they know that their mother is never going to give up like she's never given up that no being a quitter is not an option i feel it i want to i haven't and they see that so they encourage me without even just saying it. they just look at me and say ma i love you that's good and that's the encouragement when when you and pastor you know i'd be like i need help i'm i'm on that short end i need help you encourage me yes you encourage me to read the bible more and i love it because you get on me by not reading the bible more but you also encourage me without always throwing christ in there right, but i right. love it i love it from you and pastor and then i get the encouragement from my mother yes. who's back in my life and i love her to death and she, she encouraged me and she didn't have to open her mouth I can sometimes I hear it in the spirit. I'm proud of you, no matter mm-hmm. what. Keep going. I'm always gonna have your back. And she's not saying nothing, and I hear it, and I can just look at her and say, "Okay." She may not even know what that I'm talking about, love. but just okay. That love, that yes. love, yes, that love. That is that unconditional love that you get from your mama. Is I got you. Okay, that's all I need to know. But it's just that encouragement, and I'm not who I was before. I'm not in the street. I don't hang around people like my age that don't have nothing mm-hmm. going for themselves. So I think that's been a blessing that's for good. me. That's good. Hey, my sister Crystal's up here. How are you, sis? Thank you so I'm much for good. joining us. So much for joining us. So would you like to jump in on that question? What is what? What are some of the choices that if you would have made a different choice uh, in your past, that it may have it may have changed where you are today. Well, I had my mm-hmm. first child very young, and I had two kids by the age of seventeen. Um, if I'd listened to my mom, stayed in the house, and stopped hanging right, with the crew right. I was hanging with, then you know it had been different, but it made me mm-hmm, grow up mm-hmm. and uh you know but i grew right, up with right. my kids so did i do the right things i try to do the best things i could do and you know around them if right. not i still right. house. <laughs> you know but uh but you know when i had my uh i had my son first and then i had my daughter and once I had my daughter, I said, I I was smart enough then to know mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. want no more kids. I really didn't want no more kids. And I said, I got my boy, mm-hmm. my son and my daughter. Right. I'm good. I don't need any more kids. And um, my mom said, don't do it. You might meet somebody on down the road. You get married and they don't have no kids. But that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I waited. But, I, but when I say... I had kids at a young age. I was still smart because I didn't have my next child Mm. until 18 years later. Yes. So I had a child that was graduating from high school and I was pregnant. I didn't wait till 18 years later until I met my husband. And then I had my daughter. He didn't have no kids. And I told him, you better thank my mom for that because I wasn't having any more kids. Yes. (laughs) You know? You know, so uh, 
I learned from that, you know, and you know, it's like um that's something that mm-hmm, I probably mm-hmm. would have changed because um being a parent, I was a parent. I moved out of my mom's yes. house at a young age to take care of my kids because she oh, wanted wow. to take care of them. And I told her, no, these are my kids. These are my kids. These are my kids and I am going to raise them. I moved out of the house and That's raised good. my kids. That's good. And we need more parents that will take that initiative to want the very best that they can for their children. And sometimes the very best is not the raising from the previous generation. Uh, so I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm seeing now that I was taught that just won't fit in this particular um, season that we're in. Apostle Gilliard, are you still there, sir? I'd love for you to. Yes. Yes, sir. I was yes, sir. If I yes, sir. My, and I got a question my, for you. Go ahead. My experience. Okay. So there's a couple of experiences that um, I've had in the past that uh, I would definitely would say that uh, if I made a different choice, I would mm-hmm. be in a different place. Um, on the other hand, I, I want to say that that everything happens there, there, everything happens for a reason. But I had to learn a hard lesson in finances. And when I was 18 years old, my car stalled wow. on the highway in New Jersey. And, and um, I was looking under the hood of my highway, <clears throat> on the hood of my car, on that highway. The average speed limit was about 80, 80 70, 80 miles an hour. And um, as I was looking over the hood, a car, mm. a car drifted off my shoulder, just tapped, tapped my leg, tapped my knee. But at that speed, if I would have been outside of my hood, overlooking my engine, my I would have been on guy's windshield. Uh, <clears throat> long story short, I was awarded from the state of New Jersey uh, $30,000 uh, for that. But here, here's my point. I was young. I was, I was reckless. I was... I was, um, I was just way, way, way out there, and but I was not mm-hmm, taught mm-hmm. about finances. I was not taught about uh, discipline. I was not taught about first things first. Uh, I grew up in the Church of God in Christ, growing up, growing up, literally growing up in the church. But um, as a PK, of course, you know the story. I, right. I'm running very hard, and and when I got awarded that 30 G's, I had friends coming out the woodworks. They came out the woodworks. I was having limousine rides to the World Trade Center, having lunch at the World Trade Center, dr- having a limo driver bringing us back to New Jersey, and just living large, large, large. <clears throat> when that money dissipated, so did wow. my friends. They dissipated. <clears throat> uh, that being said, um, part of life's choices and choices that I've made leads me up to not just in pastoring or in ministry, but also as a businessman. Uh, how to um, how to be more uh, intentional about how where my finances go and how to utilize my finances and use wisdom with it. In addition to what, what God says about it in terms of our tithing and our giving, but yes. that was a hard lesson to learn because had I made a better choice and, and and actually put that into a particular account. Now the business that I'm doing right. now, I didn't have that back in that day, but but Man. if I had thirty G's now. In a year from now, it would be game over, game over. But at that time, even if I did an IRA or, 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 or some, some sort of a, an investment strategy, I would, have been, I would have been miles ahead 
but I didn't do that. I, I, I spent it, I squandered it, I was, I was just frivolous with it. And it was a large lesson to learn. Um, uh, um, so, and I guess my point and my encouragement to everyone is, if things don't work out the first time, yes, try yes. again. If, 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 if it don't work out the second time, try again. I mean, how many times mm-hmm. have we gone into a relationship that didn't work out and you just didn't walk away and say, I'll never get into that. Yeah. I'll never get into another relationship again. No, no. Try right. again. So and let me ask you this, Apostle. And uh, listen, let me throw, I'm going to throw a plug in there. Listen, if you guys have any interest in having, help me if I'm, I hope I'm saying this right, Apostle, in a way to have a sustainable, reoccurring, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for, Apostle? Uh, residual income. Residual, yes, sir. Daily. Daily. I need you to inbox Apostle Gilliard. Now, don't if, if you're not if you're not serious, don't inbox him. Listen, only reason I'm saying this is because by me talking with him. I made an investment of probably about $1,500 that in the next month I will have $10,000. I'm making now, Apostle, I'm right at, I'm almost at $100 a week. So I'm making about 100 because wow. I'm, I'm cashing out at least at least twice a week. So, so I just want to put that plug in wow. there. You guys inbox him yes, if you're interested in changing your financial situation. And, and I'm sure he's going to be, he's going to be follow him here. He's going to be doing some, some teaching here, showing us how to really build our finances. Cause I promise it looks really good when I go in there and I seen that thing say 7,000 and then I went in and it was seven, five and now it's eight. Yes, and sir. I looked today and it was eight, five. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to 10,000. And so I need you guys, you guys that really want to make a change, the power of choices. You're, you're not in this room by accident. You're, you're here so you can make choices. So so those of you that just came in, we we're talking about the power of choices, choosing to rethink your life, a book that I wrote back in 2016. Apostle, Apostle uh, Gilliard, I want to ask you a question. Uh, what is something, is there anything that you wish you would have taught your children uh, as they were younger and, and pliable that you would share with the ones here that may have still still have kids that are under teens or at that teenage something that you would instill as a as a, 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 a husband of how many years 31 so 31. you you you're, 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 you can bring us some wisdom here. Yes, sir, we're still on our honeymoon. We, uh, the one thing I would share that I would share with my sons had I had that opportunity to go back um, would be simply this. Mm. Do what you say you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. Mm, that's powerful. Elaborate just a little bit on that. Save on. Don't say you're going to do something or don't commit to anything that you have no intention on completing it or fulfilling it. Don't say you're going to be somewhere if you have mm-hmm. no intention on being there. Don't say that you're going to be there to assist someone and you don't right. a no show. 
because your word yeah. is your integrity and your name, your word is your name, your name is your bond. So, so, so don't commit, uh, don't, don't do something if you can't mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't say you're going to do it if you can't do it. Um, and, and, that, and I think the foundation of all of that is just integrity. That's just, good. Just integrity. That's good. Thank you, Apostle. Listen, I see, I see our co-pastor, I think it is. Is that Miss Trina Green? Is that, and that may be another Trina Green. Uh, Miss Green, do you want to jump into this conversation with us? What are some, what are some things, some choices that you made that if you make it look at them now, you would make some different choices? Um, one of them would be to finish college because I started college twice. I took three years mm-hmm. of elementary education and three years of early childhood development, but um, I didn't see right. my worth, so I didn't complete them, uh, either one of them, because I just didn't see me being the teacher that I wanted to be. My goal okay. was to be a principal. I didn't want to just stop the teacher, but um, I wanted to do it. I just didn't see me doing it. Couldn't see me doing it. And I didn't have enough, I guess, uh, spiritual investors in me to push me oh, to know that wow. I could have accomplished That's it. That's good. So I wish I could have finished that because it was, um, I wanted to graduate from a HBC college and I wanted my kids to go to college and just get the experience of what their heritage is and mm-hmm. who you are and just give them more confidence to get that experience. So had I done that, I would have, um, it ain't no telling way I could, would have been to. And doing that, I don't have the backing that I'm trying to do for to get my business as far as the, um, my food off the ground because I was my food truck because I was still would have had right. the degrees. You know, I could have used it in other ways to twerk it, to work with this. So my thing is, I wish I just would have had the uh, confidence to just complete that. I know my life. That's is good. Now. That's good. And that's definitely something that we need to instill in our children. Now, my, my son came to me a couple of months ago and it was a hard pill for me to swallow. Uh, but I understand following your dream also. So because he's in college and he's, he told me, Dad, I kind of put college on the back burner. Uh, I want to be a boxer. And he's really good at boxing. So I, at that point, at that moment, I had a choice. I had a big choice. And Apostle, it was a hard, it was a hard one. Uh, and the only thing I could think about was the little story about the 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 little boy who climbed the tree, he, he climbed to the highest part of the tree and his mom comes out and says, get out of that tree before you fall and break your neck. And at that point, she had introduced a new fear that he didn't have. He introduced a fear of falling, a fear of failure. So when he came to me and said that he was not going to finish college right now that he was going to pursue his boxing career it took everything within me to really remember that there was a time when I had a dream and I had a vision and I followed my dream of ministry and I'm, I'm glad I did um, and and I didn't take the wrestling scholarship uh, but but it was hard it was really hard it was hard and and I, I want to encourage you guys you guys that that um, that may, uh, Sister Trina, listen, there, there are so many certificates, 
trainings that you can go that's six months, seven months that you can go and knock out. I want to encourage you to do it because I promise you that 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 business of yours has to it bloom. It has to blossom. It has to come forth. And and I, and we're we're living in a in a in a society where ninety percent of our choices is is being based on instead of not just what we need, but it's been based on what I want, what I feel, and what I feel is going to benefit me. And and if you really want to please God, you've got to understand that there are going to be some times that we're going to have to go against the grain. We're going to have to really go against the grain. So let me let me ask let me kind of wrap it up with this this question here. Um, I wanted to kind of put this out. Let me see. Let me see. Where's that question at? Uh, There's a lot of people in the body of Christ that talk about spiritual warfare. Uh, The Bible says in James, James four and seven, it says, uh, and I'm reading from the good news translation. So place yourself under God's authority, resist the devil and he'll run away from you. And I think that that's the greatest warfare, spiritual warfare, uh, uh, information that we need is to understand that we submit ourselves to God, and, and we're at that point we're, we're we're coming under His authority, under His covering, under His protection. We submit ourselves to God, and we resist the devil. He runs away from us, but that's a choice. It, for, for you to get to the place of submission, you've got to make the choice to submit. In your life, you've got to make that choice, and I promise you, the greatest choice you can make is to make that submission. To God, and and I want to talk about this before we close. And off of that point, uh, I put this quote in my book, and it, my, I can't take credit for this quote. It comes from Pastor Wilson, and it says, um, uh, "A lot of people will give God an okay and not a real yes. A lot of people will give God an okay, but not a real." Yes. So I want to ask the question. I want to ask the question and we'll, we'll close with this question tonight. Thank you guys so much. So much. What does a life that gives God an okay look like compared to a life that gives God a yes? What does a life look like that gives God an okay Versus a life that gives God a yes. Anyone. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Craig. I've been trying to get you to come up here. Thank you for joining us up here, sir. I would say um, a life that gives God an okay um, is um, messy. Mm. It's chaotic. Um, You're all over the place. You you really don't have submission. You don't care about authority. Sometimes you don't even care about yourself. You just, you just, you're just existing. You're not even living. But when you give God your complete yes, it's not every day is going to be easy, but you have that peace and knowing that I'm a kingdom citizen and I can, I have people that love me. I have God that loves me and I can, you know, just get into my get into my place of surrender and get into my place of worship and and just you know allow God to to love on me and to you know pick me up if I'm in that mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. down place so that's what I feel like a life of um 
of complete surrenderance, a complete That's yes. good. That's right. good. Let, let me. Yes, sir. Apostle. No, no, no. I want to. I want to pay you. Gotcha. Say, that was amazing. That was amazing. So, so the life of okay versus the life of a yes. Okay is, um, you know, how you doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. I mean, you're a child of God. How you doing today? Oh, I'm okay. And, you know, uh, but but your body language is telling me that you're really not believing what you're saying. And the life of the life of a yes is you wake up in the morning and you go and you open up your eyes and you put your feet on the floor. Uh-huh. And you go, yes. Yes, this is another day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You're vibrant. You got passion. You got energy. You got you. you you're just ready to roll. That's the that's good. Part. That's right. I like that, Miss Gillespie. Let me, let me. Oh, go ahead, Maurice, and then I'm gonna get Mr. Gillespie. Okay, uh, I was gonna say. Um, so when I look at it, is uh, is uh, okay is. You're just going around mm. in a cycle. You just want to. There's no completion for you. You're going in circles, just like just like the children of Israel when they was in the uh, when they was in the wilderness, just going around. That's in good. And, but when you say yes, then you could go to the promised land. You got directions to the promise. He gives you all the access and the yes, keys to get yes. to the promised land. So as okay. Okay, you're just going to be still in that same circle. That's why you get on, keep on getting that same test over and over. You don't never come out of it. You want to again? My whole yes, God is going to show you. He's going to give you a way of escape because He said, with every temptation, there is a way of escape. So that's that's the difference between an okay. And wow, a that's good. Look, Sister Donna, I'm sorry. You know, I'm still learning this thing. Sister Donna down there with her hand up. So, Sister Donna, you ought to be able to talk now. What's the difference between a life of okay and versus a life of yes when it comes to God? I would say um, it's like when you have some kind of addiction. I say when you mm. love coffee, for an example, somebody who loves coffee, which is me. And you say, okay, and you know it's not good for you. And the doctor have told you, okay, you need to back off or this is really going to mm. affect your, your body yes. and everything. And yes. you, would tell the, you would tell the doctor, yes, yes, okay, okay. You would tell the doctor, okay. But then the Lord say, I need you oh my. to stop oh doing and when you And when you get that, that, affirmation or not affirmation but when you when the lord tell you to do something you have to surrender and give him that yes that's good there's a difference there's a difference when he's when he puts that demand on you that's awesome that's awesome thank you so much for sharing listen i seen angel jump up here come on up here angel and talk to us tonight before we get off this thing. Uh, Miss Gillespie, let me ask you that question. What is the difference between giving God an okay versus giving God a yes? Okay, for me, I was the you- okay person. You'll come, you'll see me, you'll see me every morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm, I'm mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. but I'm okay. Since I've been at his altar word and got around more encouragement and more I, I want to say more understanding and more teachers about the Bible and mm-hmm. about true Christianity 
I become, I'm alive. I'm blessed. Thank you for asking. How are you? Um, it's just my, it's just, it's just so much has changed. Um, my body, like even, even my current situation now, I'd be like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But having that encouragement, I go back to that encouragement and I have yes. a strong partner behind me to say this, we're going to stop saying, okay, we're just going to say, yes, we're going to step out on faith yes. and believe in God that this is going to work out for us, no matter what we see. And we had them talks every night, no matter what I'm going, mm-hmm. no matter what we're going through, no matter what's in your head, what's in my head, what's in your heart, what's in my heart, we going to say, thank you, God, no matter what, no matter what, because he, he's doing it like he's really changing us. Um, I see it. I may not see it physically. I, I don't see it. No, but I see it spiritually. I'm I'm coming out of my comfort zone. I yes. I talk a little bit more. Once you get to know me, I talk a little bit more. I'm really I'm really friendly, but I'm coming out. Like my shell is starting to be yes, it's yes. being broken. And the teachings that I received from my mother and my grandmother when I was growing up is starting to come back like the Christianity way it start it's starting to come back. So all all the stuff that I received, you know, about the Bible wasn't bad, wasn't negative, but a lot of it is starting mm-hmm, to repeat. Mm-hmm. I start memorizing. I start I can I can quote some scriptures. You know, when somebody started off, I can finish it. I don't know where it came from, but it's just right. a, it's like a pattern. I can finish it when you start it off, I'm gonna finish it stronger. That's 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 what that that's, that's what that does for me. That's good. That is good. Pastor Trina, you've got you've got to touch on this one. What is the and Dr. James, I gotta get you too after after your wife. What is the difference between that life versus the, that says yes versus the life that says okay? Um, a short version I would say for me is um Okay, it's just getting up every day knowing that I'm alive, but yes means I'm accomplishing mm-hmm. and being what God says I can be and not mm-hmm. just That's good. Okay means I accept anything that comes my way and I go through the motion, but yes means I'm on top of it and I, I accomplish it. It didn't take me. My God. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Yes, yes. And one more quick thing. Yes for me is like, for example, if uh, to me the yes, I mean the okay is if someone said Trina, did you go to college? And I can say yes, but if they say did you graduate, right. I can't right. say yes. Right. I attended the college, but I didn't graduate, so I yes. didn't do the yes. Finished. I did. I did That's the okay. good. That's good, <laughs> Doctor CeeLo, Let me get you on there, and then I'm gonna get Brother Craig. Okay, um, I'm going to say that okay for me is accepting what life mm. has given you. It's just enough. It's not enough to sustain you, but it's enough wow. for you to get by. Wow. When we say yes, I'm going to have to use the scripture, uh, Luke okay. 23, 46, when, when Jesus was on the cross. And he said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. When he says, into your hands, I commit my spirit, that's another way of saying, I'm giving you everything. I trust 
that everything that you have for me is awaiting me, and I'm giving wow. my all. I'm not giving a piece. I'm not giving a part of it. I'm giving my whole self to you. I'm dying. I want to live again. So I'm telling you, yes, I want you to possess me, hold me, keep me, preserve wow. me. When you are giving that strong of a yes, now you have aligned yourself with what God has originally mm. for you. You bring yourself into alignment, and 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 now you are trusting God for everything. So okay, no longer becomes acceptable. Now you're at the point where you're saying, you know, things may not look the way I want them to at the moment, but God has got me. So I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to say, well, what am I going to try to do? I'm not going to try to take things mm-hmm, back into mm-hmm. my own hands. I'm going to trust, like I said, and know that everything's going to be okay. Um, you know, we are working on a back-to-back surgery. Yeah, I had yeah. surgery. Trina had surgery. So we've managed to maintain and do and stay above the right. positive, the red line. Being without jobs, being without money, and we don't worry about when we wake up, we don't have to worry right, about a billion right. paid. You know, because we've both accepted the yes. Now, are we always on the up and up? Are we always cheery? No, we we have our frustrations. I'm going through a period now with I have I have given my yes, but I have also um second guess mm-hmm. myself a lot. You know, why things are happening the way they're happening, why the job had me working the way they had me working. And me and you spoke on that, and you kind of just gave me a, a renewed, you know, a, a lifting about, hey, it's okay, you're you're working, but mm-hmm. you're doing it for your family. God still yes. honors all of that. So, in, in you know, having said all that, giving my yes, it means completely trusting that he has got you in every aspect of your life. That's good. That's good. Hey, Pastor Keith, I'm going to get you on here in a minute. Pastor Craig, Pastor Craig, I done made, I done made Craig a pastor. <laughs> ah, brother Craig, please. What for you? What is, what is, what is that distinguish between what, what is verse uh, uh, giving God a yes versus giving God an okay. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, sir? Okay. In my life, through the, the things and the troubles and the trials I had in my life, I look at giving God an okay and giving God a yes in my past relationships that my giving God an okay is be like, if I see something ain't right going in my relationship with my spouse or girlfriend or whatever I had, Instead of sitting up there saying, no, we don't need to be doing that, I just let it happen with mm-hmm, divorce mm-hmm. confrontation. I didn't learn now that if I see it ain't right, I'm not going to do it, and that's it, because God said, don't do it, right. and I just step back. Look, I'm, right, I'm right. not doing that. And that's how I learned how to just trust God. When he said, don't do it, don't do it, I step back now. And it took me... I'm 51 now. It took me two years to realize. That's to good. Realize that. That's good. That's good. Pastor Keith, unmute that mic, man, before we go off here, man. You got to come up here. You got to come up here. Pastor Keith, man, how you doing? Right. I can hear you, sir. Man, talk to us. Just 
Good. Oh, you look, look, that's right. You was at church tonight. Man, come on, jump on this question. What's the difference yeah. between giving God uh okay versus giving God that complete yes? Well, the Bible says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. And okay isn't an answer. And okay is maybe mm. yeah, just a maybe. And, you know, when you say yes to God, then he, he, he makes interest in your yes compared to an okay. Uh, I, I don't really like okays. When I was growing up, I was, when God spoke to me and he, he answered a question and you said, okay, to something like that. Will you do something? He, he said, that's not what I asked you. Mm. He said, I told you to mow the grass. Did you hear me? And a yes means sorry, okay, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I will do it or no, I won't. Okay. Wow, that's good. That's good. Listen, listen, this has been great tonight. Now, I, I, I we're getting ready to close out, but pa me and Pastor Keith, we're planning to do a teaching on here, and I want you guys to be a part of it. He's going to come, and he's going to be teaching on faith. He's going to be teaching on how we can get to that next level in faith. And I believe it's going to be really, really good. Pastor Keith, I'm trying to find the title that you gave me. And it is, uh, he's going to be teaching on, I found it. I found it. Where is it at? The lack of understanding of our right to use Jesus name. The lack of understanding of our right to use Jesus' name. And he's he's going to come on and do some teaching for us. Pastor Keith, I'm excited about that, Doc. Oh, I, I, I'm excited about it, too. I'm excited every time I go a little bit deeper into God. You know, it's deeper in depth and higher in heights than what we can imagine. It even says the eyes have not seen or ears have heard what is in store for us. But, you know, we can activate that now if we used to, and I'm, I'm trying my best to activate it now, because I, you know, what we buy and we buy on earth, what we lose in heaven, we loose on earth. Why we not go ahead and loosen? But we can't see what we're not seeing now. We lose it now when we get there. Yes, yes, yes. Man, look, we're we're gonna we're gonna get that flyer together. We're going to get that out there, and we're going to be uh, inviting you guys. Listen, before you guys go off tonight, if you would. Uh, take time to like and follow the people that are in the room. Take time to like and follow uh, people that are in the room. And if you would, please go up to the top of your phone and click on the the title tonight. If you click on the title, let me make sure I'm saying it right. If you go all the way to the top of your phone, you should see the Intent Podcast Room. Click on that and follow. Make yourself a member, if you would a member of the room. And if you go all the way to, up to the top, click on the little greenhouse, and it'll give you the option to become a member and to follow us in the Intent Podcast. I, I think this has really been great tonight. I think it's going to make for a great audio. If you would, I'm going to make, I'm going to make sure that we share it on Facebook and uh, share it. Share it with some people that, that may need that encouragement on how to make better choices how to make better choices. So I want to thank you guys for sharing tonight. Thank God for my sister from Asheville, North Carolina, Sister Crystal. That is my sister. Make sure y'all follow my sister. Follow my sister and and uh, here and, and, and Angel. Thank you, Angel, for coming on. And Miss Nicole, thank you. Thank you guys for coming on. Listen, this is the new thing. And, and please, when you get done here, go uh, with... <laughs> 
<laughs> with discernment, and go back out into what they call the hallway. There's a lot of great um, preachers and teachers that are on here. A lot of great knowledge. Introduce yourself to some of those rooms. Some of those rooms. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Now, let before I before I do leave, I got my sister back up here, and um, my my sister is definitely a miracle. She is a miracle. Um, sis, what, what kind, if you, if you had parting words to leave for us, as far as our health, as far as choices that we need to make about our health, what, how would you encourage us tonight? Take care of your body. Um, as far as me, I have changed. I was diagnosed with cancer last year breast cancer it was a rare breast cancer and um i have learned now the things that i you know it was genetic so it came genetically but since then i've been taking care of my body my body i now i'm a vegetarian and um i feel like as far as christ and believing in god and everything you got to take care of mm-hmm. the inside of your body too so uh, I sit down and, and see the things that I don't need to do as far as, you know, and take care of my body and do what I need to do so that I can live. You know what I'm saying? So um, just take care of your body and, and you know, listen to the doctors. They say something. I mean, sometimes doctors mm-hmm, are right. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're not. But you know, you know your right. body. And you know when you eat something, you don't right, feel right. Right, right. So, you know, so I learned to take care of myself and uh, do what I need to do to live because God brought me this far and brought me through, I mean, chemo and uh, uh, four surgeries mm-hmm. in a year. I mean, I I got to thank God and show God that I'm grateful by taking yes, care of my body. Yes. Well, so since what was that one chemo that, that you and I was talking about? I said, don't take that one. Please don't take that one. What was the, it was a. It's the street. The street name Red is called Devil. Red Devil. I, I told us don't do it. Don't That's do it. That's the baby street girl, name. Please. Oh my goodness. It goes, it goes, it goes, it's red. The only one that's red, I believe. It goes in red, it comes out wow. red. It's horrible. Wow. <laughs> well, we thank God for your healing. We've been praying for you. Um, now, on here, uh, let's see, thank Sister you. Donna has been, she's one of our prayer warriors, uh, prayer intercessors, and uh, Elder Trina, they've been praying for you. Every time you had a surgery, I take your name to them. And they lift you up before God. So we thank God for what he's doing in your life. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, this has been good. This has been good. Uh, Evangelist Donna, do you mind closing us out in prayer, guys? Thank you so much. This will be a part of the Intent Podcast room. And we're going to make sure that we we cut this down into an audio and share it. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. For, uh, we had a great day at Exalted Word Ministries, and and I think we've had a great time here. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you, uh, Elder Shanta, Apostle Gilliard, Evangelist Donna, Brother Craig, Deacon Taylor, uh, Sister Gillespie, uh, Pastor Trina, Pastor Keith. Thank you for jumping in on the tail end, man. 
my sister. And then we got Angel the Brat. God bless you. Miss Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna let we're gonna let Evangelist Donna close us out with a word of prayer. May the Lord be with you, and by his spirit, let us all pray. Father, I thank you this afternoon for bringing us all together. Lord God, we thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that we receive on tonight, Lord God. And now I ask that you will be with each and every one of us, oh God. Continue to keep our minds and our hearts on you, Lord God. And we thank you for your healing, Lord God, that's going out forth right now. God, I thank you for touching each and every one and healing everyone in their bodies and every in every area of their life god i thank you for supernatural healing i thank you for sweet sleep and sweet dreams in jesus mighty name uh, we pray amen, amen and amen we love you guys thank you and god bless Grace and peace, guys. This is Bishop Wilson. Thank you so much for listening in to our new podcast. If it's been a blessing to you, please share it with someone. Please let someone know that we are starting this new podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe. God bless.